Welcome back to Over Here, the podcast from Outside In Music, where we talk to some of today's best and brightest young jazz musicians. And today we're talking with Carrie Frank, an organist from L.A. who just released a new album a few months back called Something to Remember Him By, a tribute to one of his family members who was a crooner back in the heyday of jazz. And we were able to feature his track, You Don't Know What Love Is, on the recent Best of November Spotify playlist available on Spotify. If you just search for Outside in Music, you can see all of the great playlists uh, that our team has come up with. And so I encourage you to go over there and check those out. There's one for September, one for October, November, and soon to come is the Best of December playlist. I was able to connect with Carrie Frank today and chat a little bit about his background, his influences, the story of this latest record, Something to Remember Him By. So if you like what you hear today, I encourage you to go on, listen to You Don't Know What Love Is, and check out the rest of Carrie's brand new record, Something to Remember Him By. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Carrie Frank. Well, thanks for taking some time to chat today. Oh yeah, thanks for asking me. This is awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, so we were able to feature uh, You Don't Know What Love Is um, uh-huh. from the latest album on the Best of November playlist. And... Um, so you are a pianist, organ player, everything, and uh, you're out in L.A. now, but you're originally from Florida, is that right? Yeah, originally um, South Florida, and then uh, I did my undergrad in Orlando, so I was there for a bit before moving to L.A. Cool. So, so kind of what got you into playing music, and, and how did you end up going from South Florida to Orlando to L.A.? Kind of what was your musical trajectory? trajectory yeah i um well okay in high school well i started playing and learning music at at a really young age at four um both of my grandparents on both sides were musicians um my parents weren't musicians but they were very musical they always go to concerts and um and and influence learning music and going to see live music and um so I, I learned music at a really young age. When I was in high school, I learned, and I was good enough to start gigging. My grandfather on my dad's side, who was an entertainer, like a klezmer musician and a wedding wedding musician, um, he started hiring me as his keyboard player throughout high school, and and I started working jobs most weekends. Um, and then in college, I went to University of Central Florida in Orlando, and there I pretty quickly started working full-time while going to school um, as a musician at Walt Disney World theme park, um, as well as subbing in a few other bands throughout town in Cirque du Soleil and SeaWorld and um, all of that. And then I did my master's at USC in in LA and been in LA ever since and started working pretty quick. Um, Yeah. Nice. So a lot of, you know, our listeners are also musicians, and so I think something that might be interesting for them is to know kind of what made you choose to go to UCF and then and then ultimately to um, USC. Yeah, I chose UCF. Um, well, so being from Florida, I, being from South Florida, I kind of wanted my under. I know I always knew I wanted to get at least my master's, maybe a doctorate eventually, or a DMA, and. So for my undergrad, I wanted to stay in somewhere in Florida, just 
Like I was ready to leave home, but not that far. Sure. <laughs> um, so I did all the research for all the state schools and all that stuff and university of Miami. And, um, and in the end, UCF was just the best school for me between, I, I knew that I'd be able to work the most in Orlando, um, between the theme parks and just more, um, bar and restaurant and corporate gigs. Um, and then also just the, my teacher at UCF, um, Per Danielson and I clicked immediately. Um, and we've actually been friends ever since I was just in Orlando over Thanksgiving week. And I stayed at his house when I visited Orlando. Um, oh, nice. friends ever since. Yeah. Um, and then USC, um, kind of similar i mean I, I knew i wanted to move to la that's kind of my that, that's been my goal for a, a long time and um and then you know choosing the right college in la so that was ucla usc cal arts um just looking at who teaches where usc was the right choice for me it's just uh, at usc there's alan pasqua and russ ferrante and bob mincer um peter erskine so i um, and then I was able to study with all of them. Um, and again, thinking past school, I, it was also a networking tool. So, um, my first album is called keep smiling and Bob Minster played on a few tracks on that album. And, um, uh, I met the bassist on that album going to school. I met Turk Menelu. Uh, and then the drummer on that album is also a USC grad, but much older. And, and actually he went to He's from Orlando originally, so we also had that Florida connection as well. Um, and then my new album, Something to Remember Him By, uh, Bruce Foreman is also a professor at USC, which I, I met him going to USC. Um, so really, all my choices have been based on long-term networking contacts. and um, Yeah. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the whole album? The album, I think, is called Something to Remember Him By. Uh -huh. right? And uh, like I said, we featured You Don't Know What Love Is, but uh, why don't you tell us all who's on it and kind of the background on the record and all the things like that. Sure. Um, so my grandfather on my mom's side, his name was Don Cornell. He was a crooner, uh, a singer in the 40s and and pretty popular in the 40s. He's, he's Now he's got a star on the Walk of Fame, which is pretty cool. And Nice. Uh, yeah. And... He passed away, I think it was um, 2006, and he, when he passed away, I inherited his perfect condition 1938 Gibson L5, um, along with all of his big band and orchestral uh, scores and charts and all that stuff, you know, as well as <laughs> many, many, many boxes of unopened CDs, cassettes, and records that he never sold. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, anyway, so, so I've had this guitar sitting in my parents, uh, in closet in South Florida for years, you know, I've been in LA for a long time and, and I just thought, you know, I should ship it out here to LA safely. And, and I did, and then it was with me for a bit and I told some guitar player buddies of mine and, and one of my friends who, um, I work with a lot, his name is James Aker. He's a guitar player originally from, I don't know if you remember the band Royal Crown Review, um, but he, he's a good friend of mine and one of those friends that always give good advice. And he recommended doing an album using that guitar and paying tribute to my grandfather. And I, I took that idea and, and ran with it. And um, 
That's what I did. Uh, so this whole album, every song except for Iris, Iris, are songs that Don used to sing and and or used to perform and record regularly. Um, I went through his whole discography and narrowed down the songs that would be good instrumentally, um, and then narrowed that down to you know ten songs. And um, and then Iris, Iris is a song I wrote for my grandmother, his wife. Um, that was dedication to her uh, because she's the one who really pushed to let me inherit the guitar. I was the musician grandchild, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, and so uh, the guitarist Bruce Foreman, um, who's the only other musician on this album, he uh, agreed to play the whole album using this guitar, which was really cool, and it sounded amazing. Um, he said it played great. And then on top of that, my friend James has the matching Gibson amp from that same decade. So it matches the case with the same stripe. And uh, and we use that amp for the record, which is really cool. Um, and uh, trying to think if I left out. Oh, and then uh, Don has an album called Something to Remember Me By. So I thought, um, let me do an album called Something to Remember Him By. Um, and then coincidentally, I was looking through that album when I was back home for Thanksgiving and the majority of the songs on my new album, uh, are, are on that album, something to remember me by. Um, I didn't really mean for that to happen. That just <laughs> happened that way. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's it. <laughs> nice. So I know this isn't your first record. You had the a previous one the keep smiling one but i was wondering if you know like i said before a lot of our listeners are fellow musicians and if there was you had any challenges in the kind of the process of you know either making this record or the last record that you could talk about and how you kind of got over those challenges <laughs> um make sure you're okay with going over budget that's <laughs> <laughs> step one <laughs> i learned for both albums I, this album the second album, I, I thought, if anything, it would be cheaper and easier just because it's only two musicians instead of the first album was a trio featuring a saxophonist on a few album, on a few uh, tracks. So this was half the musicians, so I thought, I don't know, maybe half the money or, or close to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was way off. This is, uh, I ended up paying a lot more for this album just because I tried some new stuff. Um, we ended up recording uh, mixing to tape. Oh, which wow. means mastering to tape. And um, the reason why I did that was because, you know, we recorded with literally every instrument we used, except for the melodica is a relatively new one. But everything else, the the organ, the guitar, the guitar amps, the Leslie's, the mics, um, were all really old instruments. So we thought, why not record it in an old style? And I think it really helped um, the overall sound. So uh, between that and then... Um, and then just uh, I'm I'm just trying out some new uh, you know PR radio play all, all that stuff new routes for this second album. Um, anyway, so bottom line is <laughs> make sure you're okay with going over budget because you most likely will. Um, I'd recommend knowing at least having all the steps written out. You know, uh, I. As the as the process is going, you're gonna deviate a little and and 
maybe skip something or 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 have to add to it but i always like to know my my trajectory like starting with even the very beginning like the idea of the album and then maybe the um what instrumentation is for the album that might change also or and then uh the the songs and then and then the musicians and then the where we're going to record and uh even the outline, like I, I knew exactly what, what order of songs we wanted to record. And um, Bruce and I recorded uh, the whole album in one day. We did um, all 11 tunes in eight hours. And uh, yeah, so it's just um, try to have a plan. I think that that helped me at least. Um, and then even past that, knowing who's going to mix it, master it, and keep going down the line. And because then it just feels that much better to hold the <laughs> the box of CDs in your hand. Mm -hmm. I hear you. So, yeah. uh, what else are you up to these days other than uh, putting out these records? Yeah, I um, uh, gigging most nights. <laughs> I um, I drag a Hammond organ everywhere, all over town. It, it lives in my minivan, and oh man, and I've got a few other organs living around town. One lives in a studio. One lives in another another van on the opposite end of town and um, working most nights, um, either bars, restaurants, uh, higher corporate events, sessions during the day, teaching during the day. Um, I also play <laughs> ukulele actually tonight. I'm playing uh, in Manhattan Beach just with a friend uh, at a restaurant. And then tomorrow I'm heading up to San Francisco with a, a soul organ trio i'm in called the white blinds we're playing in san francisco tomorrow night for a private event and then saturday night we're playing in san luis obispo at a bar called bang the drum brewery and then back to town on sunday and back to more la gigging <laughs> nice yeah staying busy awesome man and uh what about some other bands that you play play in you know yeah. on the scene yeah, um, I over the summer I was uh, I'm not doing anymore, but I was in Tedeschi Trucks Band. Um, I was subbing for Kofi Burbridge, who uh, had an emergency surgery, and right before a big tour, so I I was doing that from July to about to October. Nice. Um, now that I'm back in town, it's back to um, what I had to push over. <laughs> So uh, I play regularly with a singer, Lucy Woodward. She was in um, a lot of snarky puppy videos, and, and uh, she's a great singer, um, really good friend of mine. And so I work with her a lot. Um, I have my own group is another organ trio called Strangers on a Saturday Night, and we actually have a new album coming out in February uh, that features singer Jane Monheit. Um, and then... Uh, like I said, the White Lions is like a, a soul organ trio, kind of like Soul Live or, or funky Grant Green stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a few other local LA groups. Um, Rump Roller Organ Trio is pretty fun. We play at pretty really cool places in LA, like bowling alleys and, and just really fun bars in town. Yeah, and then and then my own stuff with this new album and um, and then random other groups around town awesome man yeah. so uh what's the best place for people to find you and to find the music um i post everything on facebook all my gigs i'm, I'm really up to date on that as well as my website um 
So my website is carryfrank.com, um, uh, C-A-R-E-Y, Frank, carryfrank.com. And then my Facebook page is um, uh, facebook.com slash carryfrankmusic. And um, I always post where I'm playing, and I, I keep it really up to date. Sounds good. And uh, is that the best place to buy it, or do you send people to a specific uh, place to buy yeah, a record? I have it on a lot of platforms. It's um, you know, it's on iTunes, uh, CD Baby, Amazon. Um, you can buy a physical copy on CD Baby. You can also email me, uh, and I can send you a, a physical copy. Um, I use PayPal or, or Venmo. Um, and if you want a signed copy, um, contact me directly also uh you can just send an email to uh carrie frank music at gmail.com um yeah i'm happy to send out some signed albums awesome man uh well thanks so much for taking some time to chat about the record today and uh you have the best of luck into the future man thank you very much you're a trombone player right uh yeah yeah i'm a trombone player in new york your, your photo <laughs> <laughs> uh, well cool maybe if you're in la if you're in la we'll, we'll play together yeah, man. And that's our conversation with Carrie Frank. Make sure to look him up on Spotify, go to his website and order a CD, and definitely check out that Best of November playlist so you can check out the track You Don't Know What Love Is and find out more about Carrie. If you don't know what's happening with Outside of Music, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast to see all the great podcasts here and on your favorite channels, as well as all the great videos, albums, and so much more that's happening uh, with Outside In Music. And uh, we thank you for listening as always, and we will see you right back here, same time next week.